Welcome to Indie 102. I'm your host, John Robinson. Thank you for being here with us. Indie 102 is a platform started mainly around sharing my experiences as an independent artist and creative entrepreneur over the past 20 years. The aim is to create a network of many innovative artists, creatives, and entrepreneurs around the world to learn from, share with each other by joining in on conversations about the lifestyle, business, journey, and so much more. Let's spend some time empowering each other and hopefully inspire many more along the way. Remember to subscribe for future episodes and share the link with others you feel would be interested in our movement. Thanks for listening. Enjoy. Peace, peace. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Indie 102. My name is John Robinson. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Uh, This episode, we're going to be talking about the streaming phenomenon. You know, I want to call it streaming is the new download. And I'll start off by saying this episode is actually dedicated to a lot of my peers and associates in music, the cats who came up in the 90s, early 2000s era. And I want to give a shout to all the peeps that I've met, just because that was such an important time for experiencing and learning hands-on how to do it yourself and learning some of the tools you needed, but even more so gaining the perspective of understanding that the music industry was changing at that time at a very rapid rate. And I knew that I needed to prepare myself mentally, physically, and perspective-wise just to understand where things were going and always be able to be on the wave, to either share it with other people and or use it for my own creative career and music journey. So let's think about this. You know, I know some of you, if you're an artist yourselves, or even have friends or associates or peeps or artists that you follow and know, have seen artists online more recently over the last few years complaining about people not seeing their stuff, and even more, people not downloading their music. I'm giving this away free and no one's downloading it. No, that's not fair. I see it all the time. And sometimes I'll admit I do chuckle just because I do understand where things are. You know, it's so funny to a point where people don't even always love to have files on their computer anymore. It's like streaming is literally the new download. So it's like if you're expecting people to, you know, have a bunch of files on their computer and download your Wave album, you know, of a bunch of Wave files, that's gigs, you know, 100 gigs, et cetera. These days, that's not happening anymore. People much more would rather it be streamed, you know, and it's not because of people don't love music. I think it's more about a preference and I think it's more about where the wave and where technology is bringing people. You know, of course, from a purist-minded perspective, I'm still a fan of physical copies. Therefore, in my music journey still to this day, um, I press vinyl, you know, on the releases that I have. Um, I have a new release coming soon that will be pressed on cassette. I've pressed cassettes in the past. And of course, CDs. Um, In my opinion, CDs for artists that are actually active are still valuable. And here's why. I'll touch on this very quickly. Um, CDs are valuable. Number one, they're very inexpensive to make. 
costs about a dollar, a dollar fifty to make a CD. On average, people are selling full-length CDs for ten bucks. So that profit margin and that uh, amount that you're actually spending to invest to manufacture, yes, it totally makes sense to still have CDs. Um, in terms of the CD, though, I feel like it works best hand-to-hand. So if you're a traveling artist who's constantly in front of people and having merch tables set up, that's the perfect place to sell your CD. Even if the person doesn't still play CDs, I guarantee you, if you're taking pictures and signing CDs, they would buy that physical copy just to be able to get the picture and that signed CD as a collective item. So yes, um, let's get back to streaming now. So streaming is at a point now where stop telling people to uh, download your music and tell them to stream it. You know, people are not downloading music how they used to. People are not buying music the way that they used to. Um, I feel that people don't buy music anymore unless they already love it. You know, I come up from an era in time where people would see a new cover in the record store, in the CD store, and just because the cover looked interesting, they would actually go and purchase the record. Or, you know, they would buy the new record based on seeing one video or hearing about it or knowing about an associate of the record. I feel like that doesn't happen the way that it used to. Nowadays, if someone or even think of yourselves is buying music, nine times out of ten, you already love it. And what's the best way to get people to love the music? Let them hear it. Let them hear it. One of the practices that I've been spending more and more time with in my own career has been sharing with people the simple sentiment of going to listen to my music. I don't tell them to buy. You know, sometimes I tell people pre-order the music just to really test and gauge the market because I'm still shocked that some of my following are still willing to pre-order a digital product instead of just waiting for it to come out and then buying it that day. That's not a bad thing, though. I definitely appreciate it. But let's be real. For the most part, people aren't buying music until they love it. So I want to ask all you listening a question. Do you think it's easier to get a thousand people to purchase your song at 99 cents or get a hundred thousand people to listen to that song for free? In my opinion, I feel like the latter is easier. I do. And it seems astronomical, but we're at a point now where more people are streaming music on the internet than ever before. There's so many ways to stream music. There's so many platforms. There's so many avenues to get this music. You know, um, in some research, you know, more recently, I see that there's a lot of situations where streaming platforms are trying to raise the royalty payout, you know, or uh, basically what the actual musician or creator of the music is getting for the royalty payout, whether it's Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, and some of the others. What that means is, yeah, streaming is getting bigger. Streaming is getting more popular. So it's becoming a point where streaming is taking a precedence. So why not, as a creative, as an independent, take advantage of that? Why tell people, buy my music, download my music, 
when eventually, you know, it'll be at a point where if people are hearing the music for free, if they fall in love with it and get engaged and connected to that music, I guarantee you they end up either buying the music or end up going to one of the shows and supporting you live at a show or buying some merchandise and or telling a bunch of people word of mouth and sharing things and spreading the word that way. So it's like, unfortunately, but fortunately, we're at a time where music is a subscription. So that's the same thing. Why would I buy your album if I have a Spotify subscription or Apple Music subscription where I have everyone's album at the push of a button? So nine times out of 10, yeah, you're better advantage is pushing people towards streaming the music so that you know people are actually getting to hear the music number one you're actually earning royalties number two and number three you're getting the exposure you need and you're able to build this following and community or engage your already following and community to be able to point them to different places and spaces you know, um, I tell a lot of my peers and people that I'm close to, even upcoming younger artists, I tell them we're at a time now where it's important to figure out different ways to get people to experience your music. Stop doing the same thing the same exact way. So, you know, think about it. When there's an album release party, let's say for a hip hop record, usually there's the album release. The people come to the venue. There's a DJ playing hip hop in the beginning. And then there's a host and then there's a lineup of upcoming artists or artists that are associated with the actual artist who's releasing the album. And then the artist who's releasing the album usually has the worst time to perform and barely gets to perform in front of most of the people. And it's just not scheduled right most of the time. I'm not saying this happens all the time, but I've experienced this over and over again. And it made me start to say, you know what, I want to allow people to experience my music differently. So one of the things I started doing was creating these more intimate experiences, you know, um, doing an event for a release at an apartment or at a smaller venue and having it more intimate, having a layer of networking happening, having a layer of, you know, just different ways to people to expose the music. There's screens and visuals up so you can see things there's things on tables that are either related to other vendors and other creative entrepreneurs in my circle and just build this hub so that people can experience it different but i feel all of that connects back to the streaming you know the reality is if someone sees you out someone hears a glimpse of anything even knows your name simply social media handle they can always find you and literally search and go stream the music. And that's what you want to have set up. You know, I have friends and comrades in this music and associates in the music who are against streaming, who feel like, you know what, I'm not giving my music to these platforms so they can make money off of it and I'm getting pennies from it. I'd rather people come directly to me. And you know what, I respect that too. However, I can't lie to myself and say that I don't want my music on Apple Music, Spotify, and Tidal, and whatever major streaming platform there is. The reason I support having my music personally available there, number one, 
that's where people go instinctually. Usually if someone sees you live, I guarantee you the first place they go is either Instagram, Google, YouTube, and or one of the streaming platforms to check for you and see what's happening and get a deeper look into your music and your career and who you are. So it's like, why not have that set up already? Why not have the streaming work for you and be building all those other things that you want to actually, you know, unfold and happen and just get to the next level in your career. But I feel like this can just be an extra way to expose yourself and understand that, you know, when you see things like Spotify go on the market at the New York Stock Exchange, what that should tell you is streaming is on the come up. It's not leaving. It's not going anywhere. So what that should tell you is be on the wave, you know, be ahead of the game. Watch these things, observe these things, listen to things like this, Indy 102, you know, I'm sharing this perspective out of love, out of respect, and out of wanting young up-and-coming artists and creatives and also veteran artists and creatives to be able to take and inspire, get inspired by some of this information potentially. But the point is, I want you to keep your eyes and ears open. You know, there's a lot of things changing. There's a lot of things happening. So get with the wave, you know. And yes, streaming is the new download. You know, um, streaming is on the rise. Streaming has virtually taken over. You know, that's the reason things like SoundCloud got so big. Platforms like Bandcamp got so huge. You know, um, of course, the biggest streaming service of them all just launched their music uh, segment or music department of the company, YouTube, you know, uh, shout out to my peeps, count base D comrade in music. He has a lyric that says cheap Emma F is using YouTube. Cheap Emma F is think YouTube's a stereo, you know, and that's really a sentiment towards usually when people want to know something, hear something new, hear something old, find something, you name it most of the time they're going to YouTube. So it's like YouTube has had their fingers on the pulse of streaming and where it's going for a very long time now. And I feel like that's another platform that I'm constantly watching and listening and staying in tune with to see where they're going and where the wave and where things are going just to stay on brand and stay in tune and be able to share with you more. But also, I would say, with streaming, pay attention to the numbers and reality of things like when you see artists like Drake and Beyonce and Rihanna and, you know, these top tier artists, you know, breaking records with streaming. But actually, because the numbers of streams are so high and the hundred millions of streams, they're actually making millions of dollars just from streaming alone, not even including any royalties, any shows, any merchandise or any of that. So that tells you as that independent creative who's passionate, who's definitely willing to fight through the obstacles and find a way to fine tune your mission and movement to get to the next level. Yeah, let's figure this thing out. Let's use this streaming to our advantage. You know, so I want all of you listening who are in the position of actually having music on these streaming platforms, try it out. Push people to stream. 
push people to listen. Stop selling your music online and not literally, but stop always telling people, buy this, buy that. So that gets tiring. And I feel like on a marketing level, it's not smart to do that all the time. You know, it's, it's better to bring people to the water. And if they're actually feeling it, they will drink, you know, and if they love what they taste, they will buy, period. You know, that's where we're at right now. That's where we're at. This is not a forced thing. You know, you don't want to look unprofessional and whiny. You want to look confident. You want to be confident. You want to be genuine. You want to be who you are. But as a creative, it's important to have a confident persona online. It's important that people understand that you're confident about your brand and your profession and what you're doing enough to have this persona of understanding that, yo, I want to share these things with you. Take a listen. This is dope. I think you'll enjoy it. But yeah, streaming is the new download, y'all. So don't forget that. And also, thank you for listening to Indie 102. Um, also, we will be doing a lot of live streaming situations from Instagram as well as Facebook. On Instagram, you can follow me directly at whoisjr. On Facebook, you can find me at facebook.com forward slash President Robinson. And join our live conversations because those are the conversations I love the most. Because number one, I get to hear and see exactly what you're thinking. Number two, I get to communicate and uh, talk about any questions or concerns or insights that are going on or things that, you know, you have on your mind. But then also, it's just an interaction that I value very much. So join in in the conversation. I want to hear you I want to engage with you, and yeah, we want to hear from you for sure. Thanks a lot for tuning in to another episode of Indie 102. John Robinson, signing off. Peace. Thank you for listening to Indie 102 with your host, John Robinson. Remember to subscribe for future episodes and share us with someone you think would be interested in the information. To ask questions or suggest topics, please reach out to me directly on Instagram at whoisjr, or you can email me, jr at thejohnrobinsonproject.com. Thank you.